everybody! Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, and today's episode is Season 6, Episode 14, 99 and 44, 100% Pure Horror. And there's a reason it's called that. It's kind of like 99 and a 44 percentage out of 100% Pure Horror, and that's because it has to do with soap, which it's a play on purity for soap, because this episode's about soap. I find this episode to be kind of silly, but it's very, it's very Tales from the Crypt and it's, it's actually pretty well written in how it calls back from things that it mentions in the beginning and everything kind of ties in together, even though it's a completely implausible plot. It's still really fun, so I'm excited to get into this episode. So for 99 and 44, 100% pure horror, season 6, episode 14. As always, John Kassir is the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired January 18th, 1995. It is directed by Rodman Flinder, who also directed movies like Leprechaun 2, and the episode from Tales from the Crypt, Food for Thought. The screenplay is also by Rodman Flinder. It stars Bruce Davison from movies like The Crucible and The Manor, Christy Conaway from movies like Doc Hollywood. Christy Conaway is the main actress in this, and I think she does a really good job of being over the top, and she's definitely the star in this episode. This cast also includes Darren Hames from TV's Son of Anarchy, Kelly Caulfield Park from TV's In Living Color, and Ricky Dean Logan from the movie Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Now I'm going to go ahead here and read the information on the back of the DVD box I have for Season 6, Episode 14, 99 and 44, 100% Pure Horror. Is the designer of Derma Soap's packaging washed up as an artist? Don't miss the Sudspence. Oh, there's a pun! A pun in the description. Sudspence. This is all about soap. Let's talk about soap. This episode opens up with the Crypt Keeper, of course, as it always does. He is in, I guess, a triathlon or Olympics or something like that, and he's doing shot put, but he's shot putting with a skull. So instead of just like those shot put balls that they use, um, he's got a skull and he's got a little headband on and like a little sweatshirt, a little number. I think he's a zero <laughs> for his number. But yeah, he's bringing in the episode in shot putting skulls. He's got a bunch of them lined up. They have them on like a football field or whatever type grass that they look down at. And he's just picking them up and throwing them. You know, his eyes will look really good in this. So yeah, so it brings in the episode. In this intro too, it kind of, because they always show like a, a visual cover of the Tales from the Crypt comic book based on the episode. And so this one has the woman smashing in the guy's face pretty graphically drawn with some soap on a rope, like a giant soap on a rope. So I kind of like don't like that they kind of gave it away, but at least I mean it helps you remember which episode it is, but it's like, and that's not quite exactly what happens. But yeah, that's what the cover is. There's going to be some death by soap on a rope in this episode. So he brings in the episode. This episode is about Willa and Luden Sandleton. And in season six, trying to be sexy for this season, it opens up with just the sounds of people having sex. So it opens up. You have the credits coming in for 99 and 44, 100% pure horror. There is a guy, like a painting of a guy with long hair and his body's been like filleted open by nails and it's got blood and everything like that. It's all art, you know, like it's painted, but that's what it's opening up with. And in the background, you hear people going at it. I mean, it's kind of similar to the kind of art that was in Easel Killia. In that episode, the guy was 
like taking pictures of people who have died and then making it kind of macabre, even using the blood in the paint. So it kind of reminds me of that. So they're just showing you that as they're leading into this, I guess it's like an apartment. I don't know, like a pretty nice open air, like tall ceiling type apartment. Very modern. And there's like containers of soap and creams and things on the table. And you find out Willa is like, Willa is, okay, so they have the guy, Tom. And so they have Tom and Tom is the guy that Willa's having an affair with. So it starts out, she's already having an affair. Willa, played by Christy Conaway, who does a great job, is on top of him and he's like laying in bed and she's still got like, um, she's got like a white smock or like shirt on that she's been painting in. So she's covered in red paint and then she's taking the paint and like painting it on him. And it's like kind of like part of their fun, you know, that they do when they're having an affair or whatever. He's this younger guy, um, probably like five, 10 years younger than her, but she's probably about 10, 15 years younger than her husband, but we'll get to him in a second. So Willa's like painting all over him and then she just rolls off of him with the paintbrushes and the whole bed's like covered in paint. Her art supplies everywhere. So you can tell like she's, someone's an artist. She's an artist. So as soon as she rolls off of him, she's like, okay, get out. Get out. What? Get out. My husband will be home soon. I wasn't oh. finished. Ask me if I care. How can you say that? Well, you told me I was special. <laughs> I lied. Go home. Will I? <laughs> I love it when you beg. She's just like, no, Luden's gonna be home soon. You gotta go. I have work to do. Go hop in the shower and just whatever and then get out of here. And he's like, okay. And so Tom is kind of like the sweet puppy dog <laughs> of a guy. He's not like super attractive or anything, but like he's basically her little boy toy kind of thing. I think he's under the impression that she'll eventually leave her husband for him, but it's more just like a fun thing for her. Like she really doesn't care about anyone else. And they build that up in this episode pretty well. So Willa, yeah, she's like this blonde lady and she's an artist and she's a bitch. So, you know, he gets out of there, Tom leaves. So she's like, cool. And she works some more in her painting and then she's got to get cleaned up because she got paint all over herself. So she goes into this like pretty nice bathroom with this big walk-in shower that's, you know, open glass kind of thing. And she's under there and they're showing like, it's nothing like super scandalous, but she's bathing and getting clean. Her husband comes home in a suit and this is played by Bruce Davison. Like I said, he's, he's probably at least like 15 years older than her. He's got whitish hair. And he immediately knocks on the uh, shower and scares her. And he's just like, do you know where the antacids are? Like a Tums, but he ends up going for like an Alka-Seltzer type drink. You don't think nothing of it really, but I, I like the way it's going, even though it's a weird ending. So he's like, do you know where the antacids are? Like my stomach. And she's like, why are you like that? And he's just like, I don't know, genetics. My stomach's terrible. Personally, with the money I think he has probably, like there's more he could be finding out about his stomach, but okay. And then like, he's trying to be like, maybe a little flurry afterwards. Like, hey, can I get in the shower with you? And she's like, no, I'd rather you didn't. Luden's sitting there on the sofa drinking an Alka-Seltzer. And while he's doing that, he's watching himself in an ad. So he is like the president or the something of advertising for Dermasoap, which is this company that has like different beauty products and soap and skincare products. And their big thing is that they're natural. They don't use any animal byproducts and things like that. And they, he implies in the ad that the reason they don't is because a lot of animals have acid in their bodies and you wouldn't want that doing God knows what to your skin. Now, soap making has come a long way since my grandfather started Dermasmooth back in 1927. Back then it took uh, two and a half days to make a single bar of soap. But today with a single 
flick of a switch, the patented Dermasmooth Sopomatic 5000 can heat, blend, cool, and package an entire case of soap in less than eight minutes. Also, in the old days, most companies rendered animal parts for their products, but not Dermasmooth. There are over a dozen kinds of acids in animal parts, including hydrochloric acid. Think about it. Would you want the stuff that digests food in your stomach doing the same kind of thing to your face? That's why, for the past 70 years, Dermasmooth has been all natural and cruelty-free. But enough about the past. Let's talk about the future. They're like, you know, you don't want that kind of hydrochloric acid and stuff on your body. Also, like, I think Dermasmooth is, like, one of their brands or something. And there's also in this episode a lot of campy music accents that they throw in to kind of make it a little silly that are kind of fun. And basically you find out Willa has done the art design for the Derma Smooth Derma Soap products. And the design, I guess, isn't really selling like it used to. So he's trying to get this advertisement out and things like that to kind of like up the products and things. I guess people, I don't know, something with like the design. They need to like up it and make it a little more exciting with the design. And part of me is like, I'm kind of surprised that a design makes the product less desirable if people know the soap works. Like it sounds like that's not really a problem with the actual production of the soap and the use of the soap. It's more just like, well, people are just like bored with the design and it's not going off the shelves. Like we need something more catchy. But it's like, if you really know the soap's working, then I feel like it'd probably be fine. Because a lot of the times most new designs for products put people off, I feel like. When you'll go to the store and you go to look for like your shampoo and you get there and it's been redesigned and it's not a lot, but it's enough. And then they always have like a little thing written on there that's like new design, same product. And it's because people are like, what? That people don't like change abruptly. So that's why I find this a little odd, but I mean, hey, whatever, Tales from the Crypt, doesn't really matter. So she does the art for the product, and they're having issues with it. So one reason he might be a bit acidic is because things are going wrong in the company. They're losing, like I said, they're losing money and things like that. But she has this spot on the morning TV show the next day. So she's getting ready to take some of her spooky art there. And uh, one is the guy who was being filleted open with the nails. And the other one was a similar type thing with the fillet, like the skin and then another woman with them. And the thing is, the guy filleted open looks a lot like Tom, the guy she's having the affair with, which it's supposed to be like her muse, I guess. I mean, I hope Luden never meets him because he's going to put two and two together, probably. Anyway, so she's on this morning news uh, show or morning talk show. And the talk show host is played by Kelly Caulfield Park. And she's pretty funny. She just got a couple great lines of just being kind of rude and just kind of sweet. She's in this really like bubblegum pink outfit. And she's talking to this other graffiti artist, this artist named Ronaldo. And he's played by Ricky Dean Logan. And he's just like this guy with this little like beret type cap thing. I don't know, I think they're trying to do like a Che Guevara type thing, I think. But he's a graffiti artist and uh, Willa finds that not like real art or anything. So she's like, whatever, you know, so she's waiting for her turn. So then they turn over to talk to her and then right before she can show any of her art, they cut it. They're like, okay, cool. We'll see you guys later. You know my next guest from her provocative and controversial designs for Derma Smooth Beauty products? Say hi to Willa Sandleton. Willa, thanks so much for joining us. So, now that Derma Smooth Beauty products are no longer the flavor of the month, do you think your 15 minutes of fame are up? No. Actually, I am in the middle of redesigning the entire Derma Smooth line. Really? Yes. Yes. What I'm really excited about is my new work. I feel like I've really grown as an artist, yeah. and I'd like to take this opportunity to debut my new art to the world, if you don't mind. This first painting Oops, I actually, call... actually, 
<laughs> We're out of time, Willa. I'm so sorry. When we come back, you're going to be meeting some very special children. We're clear. Brian, we got tape on those retarded kids that draw with their feet. They're physically impaired, not retarded. Whatever. Excuse me. I thought you were going to show my work on the show. That's the reason I agreed to come on this program. <laughs> Are you nuts? The network won't let us show that gory goop on the air. Besides, who'd want to look at that first thing in the morning? She brought her art all the way there. And these are big paintings. And they're just sitting there in the back and like no one's showing them. So she, she doesn't have a great day. She's in a bad mood. It didn't go exactly how she wanted. No one cares. So she goes home and she's in this white, it almost looked like a nightie, but it's just like this thin dress with this white wrap she wore to the talk thing. And her husband's already home. He's there early. And he's in a suit and he's sitting there and he doesn't look super happy. And she's like, why are you home already? And he's like, oh, hey, honey, how was your TV thing? She's like, it wasn't good. I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, great. Um, I came home early because I need to talk to you. And she's suspicious. She's like, okay. So he went and had this meeting with the higher ups or whatever at Dermasoap. And Dermasoap decided that they want to scrap everything and do a new product design. But when they mean scrap everything, because she even implies like, we'll just start firing someone and, you know, fix stuff. And so they do want to fire someone. They want to fire you. Like they don't want you to be the product designer anymore. We're going to scrap you. So I thought I'd come home to break it to you gently that this is what they're going to do. And she's like, excuse me? And she immediately goes off and just like gives everything, a lot of things up for the most part. She's like, how dare you want to do that? If you do that, I'm going to get a divorce with you, from you. And I've been using you for your money and just to move my art. And if that's not going to work, then I'm going to leave you. And he's just like, Willa, there's a silver lining here. Are you kidding? Well, I'm concerned about us, about our marriage. Now, I figure between taking the pressure off of you and getting past the board of directors meeting, we'll have a chance to spend a little time together, you know, maybe... Take that trip. Don't touch me. Well, I'll go to a marriage counselor. I'll do whatever you want. Give me my job back. Well, that's not going to happen. Fine. I want out. What are you saying? I want a divorce, you idiot. I don't care about this relationship. I never have. Sorry. That's just the way it is. And if I can't put my drawings on your stupid soapboxes, well, then I'm just going to take your money. Half. Half sounds good to me. So he gets this envelope out of his briefcase and next to it is like this little bottle of Tums, right? Like they don't show it, the brand name, but it's like they're always like little reminders and stuff. He walks over and he lays down these photographs. And so he's had someone spying on her having this affair with Tom. Because at first she's like, oh, I'll take you for half your money. And he's just like, well, I'd hate to do this to you, but I've hired a detective or whatever. And he's been taking pictures of you. And I know you're having an affair. So I doubt you're going to get as much money as you think. And, you know, I thought we could try to work this out, but apparently not. Like he's not even mad, really. He's just trying to face his marriage. Like, he really does love her for some reason. Sorry, it's come to this. You son of a bitch! Well, that's good. You let your anger out. No, I did. <laughs> no, I realized that I'm probably as much to blame for this as you are. Now, Willa, listen, let's start over again. We'll erase everything she sees these pictures and so she gets really mad because now he knows she's having an affair and she's not going to get whatever you know the money and stuff so i guess it's like considered an award i don't know they got the beauty products over there there is a giant bar of soap it says derma smooth on it and it's got a big rope coming off of it like you could you could hurt someone with this thing and that's you know that's what she's gonna do but it's a giant soap on a rope and she comes over and they even have like a funny sound effect like a because she's like winding it up and she smacks him with the soap and hits him in the face because she's mad 
And he's like, what? Like, I can't believe you just hit me. Like, he didn't do anything, but he was just, like, stunned. So then she hits him again, and she's, like, yelling at him. And he falls back onto this rug that's, like, white with this weird design on it. And he falls back perfectly onto this rug, and then she just, like, beats him to death with this soap on a rope over and over in his face. Now, it's not, like, exploded like it is on the cover in the beginning of the intro there, but she hits him pretty good in it. It's graphic. She's got blood on herself because she's wearing all white. Then there's a buzz at the door because there's, like, it's a couple floors up. It's, like, a high-rise thing. You have to get buzzed in. So there's, like, a buzz, and she's like, what? And it turns out Tom has shown up. Yay! And the window's open, too. Like, people could see it, but oh, she's, like, probably three or four floors up. And Tom's down there, and he's just immediately like, I'll do whatever you want. I love you. He showed up because apparently, I guess they were supposed to have, like, a little afternoon rendezvous, which I guess she would have just acted like she didn't know him if Luden was still at home. But he was coming by because, you know, they didn't expect Luden to be home yet. It was early, so they were going to fool around or whatever. So he shows up and he's like, hey, girl. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, yeah, we can't, we can't do this today. And she's got, like, blood on her. But, like, they implied in the beginning, which is another kind of callback thing, you know, you could think it would be red paint because she works with red paint a lot. Tom's down there and he's like, oh, well, hang on, someone's coming outside. I'll just come in. And so she's like, dang it. So she's trying to hide Luden's body. So Willa grabs the rug and, like, rolls him up in it, right? And then Tom comes up there and he's all, like, hot for her. And he's like, let me have you on this rug. So they got the rug rolled up. And so she's straddling the rug and her husband's in it, like her dead husband's in it. And then he climbs on the rug too and they're like making out. And she's at first like, no, we shouldn't. And then she's kind of like, what? And then she notices, I think, yeah, Luden's head is starting to come out the bottom of the rug because they're on top of the rug. So instead she's like, no, we need to stop. I need your help to move this rug. Can you help me? You know, I need you. I like, I, I really want you. Like she's just using him, just like she was using Luden. And she starts, like, kicking Luden's head back into the rug, which is with her, with her foot, her, like, heel. Kind of gross. Oh, so after she killed him with the giant soap on a rope, she needed to get rid of the evidence. So what she does is she takes the giant soap and she puts it in her sink in her nice bathroom and she turns the hot water on and it dissolves all the soap. So that's another thing, too, that will come back later. Which, again, like I said, there's a lot of fun little callback things that I think it's well done with this episode. So that soap disintegrates in the sink from the heat. I feel like it would take a little bit longer, but it's, I don't know, whatever. And so he comes back out, Tom comes out with the rope, and he's like, hey, girl, what's with this rope? And she tries to play it off as, I think, like some kinky sex thing and stuff. But she's, like, kind of treating him like a dog. Yeah, she grabs him, like, by the ears, and she gets him to grab the rug and put the rug in the back of her SUV type thing. She's just using him, so she's got, like, a black trench coat over her bloody dress or whatever. And so she gets Tom to put the body in the back. And then she just tells him to go away. She gets in her car and he's like, what? I thought, I thought we had a thing. And then she was like, go away. And then just drives away and leaves him. And she goes over to Derma Smooth's plant operations area to the factory where they make the soap. She's not supposed to be there. She's trespassing. I guess there's no security. I guess there's no cameras. Because she just like backs up into the loading dock into this building. No one stops her. She gets like a cart out, like a push cart. Everything is just lined up perfectly for her. So it just so happens that this giant vat of glycerin is open. The top of it is open. It's under like a platform, perfect for dumping your husband into it. And that's what she's going to do. So she unwraps the rug and he falls straight in, clothes and all, clothes, teeth, everything. And he just gets sucked under all the bubbling glycerin, right? It's kind of cool. So she goes over to these buttons to start it up. She's going to turn them into soap. Again, today is her lucky day because she goes over and it's completely automated. I think you just have to like flick a button and turn a switch. And then I guess she takes the rug with her. They know, I don't think they really show what she did with the rug. 
Because she had left it on top there all bloody still. So then she gets down on the floor and she's watching like chunks of stuff moving through the tubes and things like that. Again, the clothes are still there. I don't know where they go. And so the little bars, this part's kind of like aesthetically pleasing to me. The little bars of soap come out like perfectly little rectangles, but they get a slight pinkish hue to them because of the blood. So instead of these little white bars of soap, there's these little like pinkish little bars of glycerin soap. And she's just like watching them and she gets this cardboard box out and starts putting all the soap in there and she's laughing and you know, it's, she's just like, ah, oh, it all works. She's smelling the soap. So she gets home with her box of soap, her box of Luden. And it's been a long day. She's tired. It's, it's nighttime now. She's like, yeah, take that. Luden takes off her necklace. And she's like, well, I got to get all cleaned up because I'm covered in blood. And she takes the box and she dumps all the little bars of soap into one of the sinks. So she gets out of the shower and she gets all clean. And then she comes back out of the shower, leans over to the sink and she's like, Luden, you always said you wanted to take a shower with me. <laughs> and she picks up some of the like pinkish soap. And she's like, here's your chance. You always wanted to shower with me, Lou. Here's your chance. And so she gets back into the shower. She starts soaping up and she's like letting it fall over her body. And then in the background, like through ADR, like a voiceover thing, you hear Luden's voice be all like hydrochloric acid. It's just like telling you all about earlier. They're like, remember he had problems with it. And so what they're implying is that there's just enough or more in this soap from his body that even though he could keep it on the inside and it wouldn't burn through him, I don't, I don't know, just it, certain things, it, it's not plausible and it's silly. I was like, oh, this ending is silly, but it's fun. It's a fun episode. And so she's bathing and as you know, you would probably guess her skin starts to burn away from this soap and it's starting to hurt and she starts screaming She's like got it all over her and technically I think it would be rinsing it off of her for the most part, but still. So she starts screaming. She can't get it off of her. You start seeing blood hit the water, which is always kind of gross to me, like blood hitting water or snow and stuff, ice. It spreads differently. It's a pretty good gory scene. You see her skin like bubble up, peel away. And like I said, it's just silly and it's gross. It's very short though. Like once it starts to get super bad, there's one scene where she's screaming and then she's got all these strands of skin and stuff hanging off of her. But it literally lasts for like a second. They really didn't hold long enough on this like I think they should have. But the really silly part is she looks down at the soap because she's starting to be like, oh yeah, the acid. And then there's an eyeball in the soap and it's moving. It just gets really silly. Like remember the eyeball? That didn't get melted. Not that it would have teeth in the soap. Like I feel teeth would probably be a better thing. But she falls down into the soap, the water. Somehow it's filling up with water. Like I said, there's just strands of skin. It's really gross. And then it cuts back to that port, some of the portraits that she's done. Uh, one is, this one's of a woman. The skin is like all ripped open and kind of, you know, showing the muscle and things. So it's kind of similar to the art she does anyway, where the skin's like filleted open. So it's kind of comes back to that too. She gets what was coming to her in this pretty classic Tales from the Crypt episode, I think. It's silly, it's fun, it has a, it's, I think it's pretty well written, it's well acted. Um, it's a short cast, but I think Christy Conaway really carries it and does a good job. And that's basically it. She was a terrible person. She screwed people over. She could have just melted that soap off into the sink and probably got away with it. She would probably have to still leave town, I would think, because I feel like everyone at the Dermasmooth would be like, or Dermasoap would be like, well, he was supposed to fire her and now he's missing. You know, maybe that would be a problem, but she needs to get rid of that rug. Technically, she could have probably got away with it had she not been so greedy and evil to have to bathe with the soap if she would have just melted the soap. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. She gets melted with acid soap. <laughs> So yeah, definitely one I would recommend. It's silly, but it's really fun. And um, so she dies, it cuts back to the Crypt Keeper. He's still doing all the sports and making all those puns. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... Looks like Willa's changing her school of painting. 
from Art Gouveau to Ghost Impressionism. That'll get her into ooze who. <laughs> there is a small piece of IMDb trivia for this episode. The title comes from the old ivory soap advertising slogan. That's right, it's ivory soap. Uh, their old slogan was that their soap is 99 and 44, 100% pure. So that's what they named it after. John Frankenheimer also directed a 1974 film entitled 99 and 44, 100% dead. Okay. So yeah, that's the end of season six, episode 14, 99 and 44, 100% pure horror. The next episode is season six, episode 15, You Murderer. Yeah, so thank you all so much for downloading and listening to this episode and leaving reviews. And if you want to send me an email, you can do so at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. You can also check out my Facebook page. You can check out the Twitter page at G-E-K podcast or at GEC podcast. Leave a review. I will read it on the podcast if you do. And uh, yeah, thanks again so much. Have a great one. Have a good one. Bye. Do you like listening to stories about serial killers? Unsolved mysteries? How about a cult or two? And what about those lesser known serial killers? Or how about the legend of a cryptid that will surely keep you up at night? And I know you'll love a good conspiracy theory because who doesn't? Join me, Kayla, as my co-host Lexi and I tell you stories that will keep you coming back for more on our show, A Little Wicked. You can find A Little Wicked on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Check out our website, alittlewickedpodcast.webador.com, and our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all under, you guessed it, A Little Wicked. We can't wait to tell you our stories.